0: up as the drum turns i'm laura smith here with jeff hollingshead jeff how are you doing today Great, great. Well, we have a very special guest uh, for everybody today. Uh, since we're just coming off of our leadership conference, we have Joel Manby with us. Joel, we are very excited. Um, we thank just heard you, you speak uh, for a couple of hours, and uh, we just think that um, we are so lucky to have you.
1: Oh, Thank uh, you. This is, man, lucky yeah. for me to yeah. be here. I appreciate it.
0: So, for those who didn't um, that weren't able to join us today, I want I want you just to kind of tell. Tell us um, who you are, where you're from, just your background.
1: Sure. Well, my name is Joel. I grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan, and uh, I've spent my my career really being CEO of uh, four different companies from a business standpoint, uh, from a personal standpoint. I have I'm a father of five children and uh, married to Shannon and mm-hmm. just loving life right now.
0: Yes. Where is Battle Creek Michigan?
1: Battle Creek, Michigan' mm-hmm. <laughs> so west side of the state. It's the serial capital of the world.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, it's actually where Kellogg's it. started. Now, look, I'm a big cereal fan. So yeah, it's actually. <laughs> actually
1: 130 cereal companies popped up within 2 years after Kellogg's. There was almost like the dot com boom back in the 1930s.
0: Wow. And then they
1: all went out of business because of consolidation. So <laughs> that's that's Battle Creek is where most of your listeners when they the older ones sent their 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 on um, the box tops in to get toys from Kellogg's.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: back in the day when that happened.
2: Sure. No, that was uh, this. It, the leadership meeting this year is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. And I think it could really couldn't tie any better into to our culture. And you wrote a book that really ties into what you've been doing over the last couple of decades now called Love Works. It's the yes. name of your books. And you've spent a lot of time here with us today speaking about those seven words of love and and how we, they're applicable to our business. And I thought you did a really good job at the beginning of really of the differences between love, the verb, right, right. And, and agape love, yes. and how that's very applicable, and how we can apply it to every aspect and apply it to our five principles. You know, we've we've spoke some about that safety, quality, kindness, cleanliness, being a go getter. Mm-hmm. And you don't think about the word love because society's changed it a bit, but uh, it's it's certainly applicable. And and love doesn't mean you're a pushover, no, doesn't mean that you just let everything go, it means that you treat people. With with, uh, appreciation, you treat them with respect, and really, it just goes down to a fundamental belief that we should treat people like people. We talk about that all the time, and how important that is. So, why don't you just talk just a little bit about that and those concepts? Sure,
1: absolutely. I mean, at a very high level, you nailed it, Jeff. That. This this is not love the emotion. And most people understand it. like Some of your listeners may not resonate with that t- title because they think love and leadership doesn't fit. But we're talking about love the verb and how you treat people. And that that is very applicable to leadership. But I would say the book's also applicable to your personal life, just having the values at, at work and at home. But the, the reason I wrote it um, first of all, I think I'm one of the few people that's lived in or worked in two entirely different kind of cultures. The auto industry was very autocratic and wasn't loving. Then I worked at lead in the SeaWorld, uh, SeaWorld and Hershey Entertainment, which were very much servant leadership focused. And so I've seen both. And to your point, people think it's soft. It's not. It's actually harder to lead as a caring leader and still hit your financial numbers. Than it is to not care. And I think that's a big fallacy. It's actually harder to lead that way, but it's a better calling to lead that way. Yeah.
2: And I couldn't agree more with that. I know for me personally, and we're all on a journey, right? We're all trying to get better. And that's what today's about. And it's what this podcast is about, really. But when I was younger, I just didn't think about it. You know, it was just we're going to this concrete no matter what, 24 hours a day, we're going to bang and clank. This is the way you're going to, we got to make it happen. And, it, for different reasons obviously weren't public but as a private company uh and you take on debt you got to meet numbers there's the same it's the same it's thing. all the same it, it's all the same but you you know i really am appreciative uh and I, to my mind it's a god thing that that we made the conscious decision to to start making culture super important right and over the last i don't know seven or eight years we've made it important and you don't turn a ship on a dime and you got to start leading by example and changing the way you do things and yeah. changing the way you react. My natural inclination is to react right there in the moment and not maybe be as thoughtful as I need to be. <laughs> but but I but I've helped change that, you know, over time. Not perfect, but uh, working on it. And well, none of so I am perfect. Certainly thankful for that. And I know in reading your book, you know, similar similar c- circumstance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I applaud you guys for whatever. I- for what I have seen here at SRM, it's just a very culture-focused company. You have your five principles that overlap quite a bit with Love Works, but uh, it, basically, agape love is is come, comes from the Bible. It comes from First Corinthians thirteen. It's it's the definition of how Paul talked about love and Jesus talked about love, and and I've just been lucky enough to use it in work as a leadership principle, and that's that's really what the book's all about. Kind of interesting side note on it though, I. I thought I was the only one that thought there had to be a better way to lead than what I saw in the auto industry. But when our company at Hershey was on undercover boss, 20 million people saw the program mm-hmm. and we were just inundated with letters saying, we are, we expect more from earlier. How can we have a culture more like that? That's why I wrote the book because I hadn't been, I didn't see great cultures and you, you have built one here. I, I guarantee you people coming new into your company that have worked other places, they haven't seen it till they get here. So it's really important that the leaders model it so that, that we can lead the way Jesus taught us to lead.
0: And it's a, it's, it's definitely a work in progress. You know, we're yeah. not, we're not perfect. We're, yeah. we're trying and we, we, we do well one day and we fail the next.
2: Well, not we like all that's do, it, you know, part of the journey, you know, we're not perfect.
1: Well, you know, it's it's no one's perfect, first of all, but it takes something just to put it out there. You know, many companies don't even have a definition for their culture because either they don't want to be held accountable to it or they don't even know what it means. The fact that you guys put those five principles out there and you're talking about them and you're holding yourself accountable to them. That says a lot about the company because many, many companies don't even get there to that point.
2: Well, we certainly appreciate that. And, uh, you know. On a side note, just personal for you, I mean, you've had this really incredible career. You went to Harvard, graduated mm-hmm. from Harvard. Uh, for you said at CEO for companies, not small companies, yep. huge organizations, mm-hmm. thousands, tens of thousands of, of team members that 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 you were responsible for. So, what what are you doing now? I mean, tell <laughs> us. Uh, you know, you've been out of the corporate world for a little bit now, and so are you spending yes. all your time here? Or, What's, uh, what's Joel doing? Well, dude? just
1: just uh, in a nutshell, for those who don't know, yeah, I, I spent 20 years in autos, uh, with Saturn and Saab, and then 20 years in theme parks with Hershey uh, Entertainment, which has all of Dolly Parton's parks, um, which obviously being a Nashville person, and uh, she's in Knoxville, you guys all know about her. Oh, yeah. um, and then with SeaWorld. So I'm 62 now, so I retired, left SeaWorld in, uh, two years ago. And so ever since then, I really have dedicated whatever years God gives me left. I want to teach these values because I feel, Jeff and Laura, it's Mm -hmm. a lot more than just a leadership issue. It's a country issue. And that I just think, frankly, the world and the country is heading not in the greatest of directions. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not a political statement necessarily. It's just the way human beings are treating each other. That is not good. Mm -hmm. So... To answer your question, I really spend my time either speaking about this, writing about it, or trying to help companies move more in this direction. Because, frankly, I, yeah, on my deathbed, I just hope people say, hey, he was about love. And that's a good thing.
2: That's what it's all about. <laughs> that's like what,
1: that's what I think it. it's all about. And, yeah,
2: And it's funny you say that. You know, Obviously, church has a role to play in society. But we only spend a couple hours a week at church. We right. spend a lion's share of your time on your job. Right. And if you can create if, if jobs and organizations and churches and everyone, nonprofits, whoever, if we're all contributing and kind of rolling the boat in the same direction where we're managing in love, that, that leaves a huge impact on people.
1: It's and huge. it's not
2: just, you know, that's not necessarily religious. It's just treating people like people and being having dignity and treating people with dignity. Uh, You know, those are things
1: that I think, you know, have been lost a little bit. I think they have. And it's very astute that you say that because I in my own life and when I see other people, when people are discontented at work, there's often it's because there's a disconnect between their personal values and the values they're asked to behave to or adhere to at work. And I think one reason what I've seen here and you guys are you say you're a work in progress. I know, but. When people can be the same at home and at work and not have this big disconnect, I think they're more passionate. And that that's what you're shooting for. And that's what Love Works is all about. Hopefully, those seven words of love as outlined in the book are yeah. the, your values at home, but also at work. Yeah. That's when it's ideal. That's when you're the most content, I think.
2: I couldn't agree more with that. And the the last thing that I thought was just incredibly impactful was your you put the three the chart up the three circles, we yeah. have, uh, you know, customers and financials employees. and uh, employees yeah. Yeah. and where they intersect. It's a small bullseye that you're trying to hit just a small area in that margin. And I think the same is true in our personal lives. You know, I know I'm guilty. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm pulled in a lot of different directions, church, family, work, and circles get big. You know, sometimes my work circle is much bigger <laughs> than my family circle and my church circle and so finding that balance right of, of standing about because when you're in balance things work better right if you're happy at home you're going to be great at work if you're yep. doing great at work you're better at home church every aspect of your life tr- trying to work towards that equilibrium i think is uh, incredibly important it's hard to do and you have that's to work hard hard to do. every day yeah and i think that's where even me you know I, when i start falling short is because i quit working on one of those things
1: yeah that's, that's very well said i I, could, I couldn't say it better that balance is critical and it starts with having metrics of what are you trying to achieve so those those seven words of love are like that's my value side that's what i'm trying to achieve but and and my my numbers financial numbers are one thing and the guest score is another it's very hard to balance those three but good for you for doing it or trying it. Try, yeah, yeah certainly try yeah <laughs>
2: What else, Laura? Do you have anything else you yeah. want to Go ahead? Yeah, well,
0: I have to just ask a little bit. Can you can you talk briefly about the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, instead of working <laughs> on, on my left hand, um, as I should, um, as I should have had, had when I was growing up, I just, I kept, you know, spinning the ball on my finger because I love the Harlem Globetrotters. Really? So much, yes. Well, so s- I, can you just tell us a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. Please. So uh, for those listening, the Globetrotters were owned by Hershen Entertainment, which was the theme park company I, I was CEO of. And we actually, I was the one to, that acquired them, so to speak. Um, and it was a really interesting story. They, everyone knows that Globe is being phenomenal. You know, Curly Neal back in the day, and they, they had a show where they never lost. Like, they always beat the Washington Generals. Well they one of their players actually took over the company and they lost their way where they started competing with division one teams. Like they played Michigan and lost, they played Duke and lost. Like the Globetrotters don't lose. Mm-hmm. So their attendance started going down. We purchased the company and basically said we're taking them back to their roots where it's all about ambassadors of goodwill. And the globe trotters never lose, and we would go into cities, and you know, obviously, it's an all it's an all African American team, and we would go in and, and promote racial reconciliation. Probably the best story I have about the the globe trotters is they, as a player unit, they had not toured in South Carolina because just some of the racism there, and. I went to the players, I said, look, the best thing we can do to battle this is to start playing there again, but it's your decision. You guys vote. And they voted to go back into South Carolina, and it's been huge. I mean, they sell out, and it's just a great reconciliation story that I think the world needs a little bit more of that, too. But they're, they're a wonderful team, and they're wonderful people. They're wonderful human beings.
0: Well, we can't wait to read about more about your experiences and, um, and your leadership. So we select a book, uh, to study for professional and personal growth, and we'll be going, we'll be unpacking Love Works. Sweet. So, well, I appreciate So uh, everyone nice that embrace, received one, yeah. uh, you know, today, um, if you did not receive a book, we will be happy to send you one. Just reach out, um, to Allison or myself, um, and we will send you a book. Uh, oh, so we'll thank kind of keep you. you on that. All right. Well, thank you so thank much you very for joining much. us. Appreciate I know everyone's um, busy and uh, I, I value your time so well, much. So, <laughs> so
1: appreciate thank, you. It. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you very you much. You. Everybody Thanks. have a great
0: week.